Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You'll your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Feliz What's up, fool? <coughs> With, what's up, fool podcast? With Felipe Esparza and Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. And Lisa Esparza. Hey. <laughs> what's up, fool? Man, we're back. We have a guest today from East Los High. You guys might have known that show from Hulu. It's on Hulu TV. They've been on for, I don't know, man. They have Five seasons? 500 episodes. I don't know, man, but you could binge watch. Binge? Binge. Binge watch the first two seasons. Also, I wrote for the show the last, I don't know if the third season or the fourth season. You might recognize a couple of my jokes I threw in there, a couple of tags. <laughs> I, I rewrote some good lines in there. Didn't get asked to come back the next season. And um, off the, I can't tell you guys why, but. But my suspicion is <laughs> they had another comedian there who was the lead writer. And you know when you have a comedian there who's writing for the show and then they hire another comedian to tag it up and, and look for punchlines, that means that comedian wasn't funny. He was shaking in his boots. Not even funny on paper. 
Mm-hmm. They, got a, they, they, got, they had to find a comedian that was hot, that was funny. I don't know what I'm just making stuff up. But, <laughs> but I was, um, you know, man, comedians, man, comedians, anybody who entered in, a, in the entertainment business, for example, no examples. I'm the example. We always think there's someone out to get us. Or it was because somebody is plotting against us when we don't get stuff. And then you get stuff and you realize, man, I was stupid all this time. <laughs> That's the way stuff is. Hell yeah, man. Like when I used to think, um, how come I'm not getting booked? But then I realized only people who, who, don't, who, who don't get on the one-on-one north know who you are. You are funny. You are famous from here to the 605. El money. And you know what? That's true because every time I perform past the 605, the shows are sold out. Now, Hell Ontario. Because yeah. I used to do a lot of shows over there back in the days, man. Like, I, there were a lot of shows to, to make $100. Like, somebody, uh, one show would pop up somewhere. Hell yeah. Just to stack it up. Like, they would have a lot of shows. Like, Sebastian Satina would have a show in far, bro. I remember he had a show really far. Blythe. Blythe. And people showed up. I don't know where they came from. I know, huh? But also, man, I've done a lot of, a lot of Elks Lodges. Like, I would perform at Elks Lodges. Those people weren't... It's funny. It's good to perform. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to perform at shows where they know I'm coming. They know what they're going to expect. Before, all the shows were like, we're having a comedy show today, and um, this week we have... Um, Toby Hicks, Felipe Esparza, Wheels, Rodrigo Torres. You know, wheels. <laughs> you know, whatever. They'll just put you, they'll, they'll set you up with anybody. Right. Like, like a potpourri of comedians. <laughs> and people will choose who they like. People will walk out during the show. I always your problem. People walk out during the show. Like they get up. <sighs> and they didn't like it. it. They didn't like the show. We can't give you your money back. <laughs> all sales are final. You know, all you have to do, man, most of those shows where people didn't like me, all they did was get up and go play pinball. <laughs> go there, shoot pool for a little bit, huh? So did we talk about Boulder, Colorado last week? No, we just went straight to the start. Yeah. We went straight to the show. We had fun in Boulder, by the way. It was cold. Dude, it was cold. We went to a shop. Shout out to that guy um, that took us to that shop. What was it, the uh, 14er? The 14er. Shout out to the 14er. The biggest. The the biggest shop, I guess, one of the biggest shops. Grow Operation. And Grow Operation in Boulder. They took it to the warehouse, man. My jacket still stinks. (laughs) Dude, I've never seen that much, bud. And it was good. Yeah. That's how, you know, the grower from from the non-growers. Like that, me, I've grown one plant. And it's... It's never gotten that big or that large. But I did get to the nugs, but I didn't wait long enough to smoke it. Like, I was excited, bro. Oh, dude. Everybody messes up the first batch, huh? Most of the time, dog. You'd be lucky if you do get a good, a good uh, strong plant. But if you were to grow your own pot in your house legally, like, like it's supposed to right mm-hmm. now, it's legally, you could, you could legally grow up to what? I don't know. I think, what is it, six plants? I think plants? six plants. Yeah, if you grow your own pot, just say you start growing your own pot in your house. You know, like somewhere hidden away from the kids. You make your own box. You can pretty much um, make your own box. Yeah, your own weed box. <laughs> yeah, grow it on yeah. like like shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, didn't he have it in like that hole in that water heater container? You ever done that before? Uh, only on the outside. I've done it on the inside too. With lights. And that cut it off. 
Nah, dude. When I was 17, I grew one, and I thought they were going to rip it out, but they were like, oh, dude, it looks fucking cool. I was like, damn. Did it come out? Yeah, dude. It was bomb. So they took it to the process. They took it to the where all the plants are at. Man, that place stunk. And then we went it to the- It stunk on the way there, right? St- man. Now, remember when we were driving there? The, the driver's like, look, smell it right now. You can smell the weed. The guy that owns six helicopters. Eh? <laughs> and remember that, our, Yeah. Our driver, Dominican guy, he took us- Driving to radio, we were coming from Denver. He goes, Papa, lower all the windows. And we lower all the windows. Now take a take a whiff. And let me tell you, man, the freeway smelled like pot. Yeah, dude. It did, like, like the mad outside blood. the car, like pot, like everywhere. aroma. And they have it inside warehouses, but all the exhaust going outside. Hell yeah, it was a one percent Daino Indian driver. Yeah, man. And we, after they took us where the plants were, they, they took us to the place where the the plants are being stored and hung. Hell yeah, that was fun, huh? Dude, uh, or sticky. Hell yeah, what's up? Were those the biggest buds you have ever seen? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like I could have slept in there. <laughs> Even if you don't like weed, dude, come on, you can't tell me it doesn't smell good, dude. Man, let me. You guys would have. You guys would have said. If you guys would have seen the trim room, you would have told yourself, man. I would like to scrape that resin off those scissors. That's what I'm saying, dude. Put dude, that how, shit in a bowl. How much Keith was stuck in those scissors? Dude, there was like scissors, like three or four scissors that were just like open that you know that they had to like scrape that shit off to get them to work again. Yeah, you got to use like alcohol to clean Yeah, those they were just off. sitting like that because I touched one, I tried it, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't go. Those scissors wouldn't close no more, full of resin. Damn. Yeah, and man. The, and Caked the, in there, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. And they use everything. They recycle everything. We went to the trash can and there were only sticks. Yeah. Because they even use those, they extract something out of there. They get all the leftover buds, all the trim to make um, wax and to make um, oil and to make edibles. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of the water, you probably think, man, they probably waste a lot of water. No, man. Reuse it. They reuse it. They they reuse the dirty water and they keep using it. They keep using it. Even the wa- They don't waste nothing. Yeah, it's all like. Because water could go be expensive. Huh? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. How, how could the coldest place I've ever been to have so much weed? Um, Warehouses dude, dude I don't know man It was fun man We we got to the night before We walked Took a long walk Went to a pizza place Everybody was nice there I told that bro <laughs> That was in there <laughs> Where we got those pizzas Yeah And um, We did the show It was packed People showed up The show was nuts dude Toby was cold He was gonna freeze my toes <laughs> Shit we thought it was cold in Boulder He gets colder though He was cold we were there with um, Carboni, <laughs> Johnny Rocky, with his um. Didn't know how to work the camera. <laughs> All he of needed, my it. goodness! He needed the uh, code or the password. I it's was funny, like, man. The camera works great when they do a video with Nick Guerra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like I see the videos that Marcio Rizzo right, do dog. with Johnny Rocky. <laughs> Those videos look good, good that lighting. Is, Who are you guys fucking with, Scorsese? That is fucking hilarious. When you fly them out, you pay them, you put them on a the show, and they fucking can't film my fucking shit. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. My, my battery wasted. <laughs> uh, not charged. Dude, what, phone wasn't charged. What, phone wasn't charged with Johnny. Maybe we should then just bring Nick, sideways. Maybe we should just bring Nick Guerra with <laughs> us, bro. <laughs> Fuck that shit. We'll just bring Nick Guerra with us. Another video will look good. We'll be in it oh with him. Oh my god! I have to have Sandra listen to this part of the show. Hilarious! She's gonna die. Oh my god! And, I, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything. I, re, I haven't already told them, by the way. So don't say I'm talking I'm shit. Glad you, I'm glad you went off on them because they deserved that. Both they, of them. But but they looked at me like like, like <laughs> I don't know, man. Like they never been yelled at. I didn't even yell, bro. 
Dude, I pulled out. I called you for a mistake. You bagged him on. You I called bagged him out on it. I told you, are you fucking serious, dude? Give me a break, dude. And then Martin. And then old. Martin, his uh, his were side wit. No, no, no. What was the? Oh, it was Johnny Rogan. Oh no, Martin took a video of that food because. Shout out to um, shout out to uh, Styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, the sty- the styrofoam and Sharpies. <laughs> food boxes. Quesadilla La Arena uh, del Sur in uh, Chicago. Shout out to them. Good they man. They made great Mexican vegan food and they made a bunch of tacos and stuff for you guys, rice and beans. But you didn't see any of it except the pico de gallo. Yeah. All the other packages were closed. Martin's running his phone over the table of styrofoam packages like look at this great food and none of it was shown and i was so none mad see what s- happens when you don't have a dad <laughs> <laughs> i sent that video to marcella and sandra and i was like look at the numb nuts i have to work with look at little rascals over here i was so mad <laughs> oh my god dude Anyway, <laughs> yeah, sure anyway, they'll... they're coming to Co- Coachella this week. <laughs> they'll be here with a they'll be with a Coachella man. Look, it's Spanky and the crew dog. trying to redeem there. themselves. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, funny man. Um, Rizzo had a cold sore the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> they're you gone now. You can't even see it. I don't understand. Oh, you can see it, dog. I did the up close the suit the zoom ins with the. IG. This is hilarious, man. That fool said, "I'll be getting." You know how when people get have a fever blister, they, what they call it first. They said, "Oh, can you look at it, bro? Why are you covered up, bro? Were you lying his ear? <laughs> oh, that's why he had his big yeah. old yeah. scarf on his face. Oh my! God. He had it indoors. <laughs> oh, who slept with it? He loved the cold. And then they went. Yeah, he wanted to go away because then um, <laughs> make it grow. And then uh, we we asked him, bro. I asked him, "What you have right there?" He goes, "Oh man, I'll, I'll be getting that with little." Bro, take a photo, photo of that shit and send it to your lady. Because um, your lady, she's an expert on cold sores. <laughs> she was at a clinic, right? <laughs> we made it up, dog. But uh, nah, dude. Because the one time I had a cold sore, I couldn't even kiss her for a week after, dog. But, um, so who this... kissed her, bro? <laughs> she had a waiting. Hey, uh... <laughs> I, I would have kissed the top lip, bro. Hey, um, but you know what the little guy said, fool, at the airport? Oh, uh, no. Nah, my girl, I'm all, dude, are you going to go home and she's going to see the cold sore? She's like, oh, no. Nah, she, she already knows about it. She, she kissed me already, bro. She's right or die. She has a matching one. <laughs> <laughs> like, On the other side. <laughs> you should have seen the face that Toby made, dog. You thought he made a mess of face being cold. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She I gave told, it to him. I, I, told that bro, I told that fool, bro, you got to fucking go to a bathroom. Dry that shit up. No, don't touch it. Grab some wax out of your ear. Earwax. Earwax and put it right there, bro. Sounds gross. But and go to sleep. Uh, I don't know about that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, he didn't even try it, I bet. Because uh, I, sh- I sent a picture to my lady. She saw, nope, that's a cold sore. <laughs> Fever blister is a cold sore. It's, just a, it's like your water bug name. Uh, yeah. Just I know, man. In, in New York, man, he, he didn't want to be next He, he didn't want to be next to a Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman, papa. <laughs> Papa, you got, a little, commenting you got on a little it? pineapple in there. <laughs> pineapple? You got a little slice of mango. What's so fool? Forgot to mention, oh, we had Louis God. Guzman from the podcast. You got no hearing from the podcast? He and, did a favor. And Pechanga. Yeah, man. Boogie Nights. That fool, man. That fool took, took comedy back to 1990s, bro. <laughs> that fool La had chancleta. fun. That fool was throwing chunks at the audience, bro. No, really, he had a bag. And I, prop comic. He had a bag, and I'm thinking, man, what is in that bag? And I was telling him, man, I bet you that fool's going to bust out something out of that bag on stage. Or that was lunch. <laughs> fool, that fool, so he went up there and told him what happened, bro. 
You saw the whole show. Oh, dude, this fool was fucking happy, first of all. <laughs> Excited, jumping up and down. That fool showed up with a jersey that said Lower East Side. Yeah, Lower East Side. That's his, like, favorite son right there, dude. He came with a little entourage. Dude, he's on stage. Dude, little. He told... <laughs> There's a lot of people in that entourage. Sorry. Uh, it's all gravy. But uh, he went on stage, man. He gave him the whole little Puerto Rican experience with the mother dog. And that's when he pulled out the chancleta. Dude, he tossed about four of those in the audience, smacking heads, dude. He thought, nobody sue me then. We're going to have a case, dude. That's why I want to go to the after party, bro. I thought they were going to be waiting for him with the chocolates. <laughs> Imagine if everybody were waiting for you to the chocolate and just beating him with it. That will be a good video. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he was happy, man. He was happy, dog. I didn't even know he had material. He just went up there, huh? Yeah, and dude. A lot of people, one story, I think, right? A yeah. lot of people story, weren't yeah. expecting him, huh? Nah, dude. People tripped out, dude. That was too. It was cool, man. He was happy, bro. And, um, oh, man, there was a meet and greet, of course. You know, man, I get starstruck when I see legends. You know, being that um, Louis Guzman from the Lower East Side, I don't know if you guys ever heard of John Michel Basquiat. And um, if you ever seen that movie, um, Basquiat, you remember that um, in the movie, um, John Michel Basquiat, he had... Um, a friend in the movie who was played by uh, Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. and that was homeboy. And together they were like they were like part of a a tagging crew called Samo. Samo was just same old shit. Yeah. And the guy was there. I mean, these guys were in the movie. I remember them in the movie jumping him. And um, oh man, so shout out to Danny Minnick, and also man. Also, the the guy that uh, Danny Minnick, Samo, and the, the other guy Al Diaz, they're artists. And man, I wish I would have got to their art studio. But now, next time I go to New York, I'm definitely gonna go to their art studio and check out all other styles. Look, look him up, man. His name is Danny Minnick, M I N I N I C K, and the other guy is Al Diaz, and they're both artists from the Lower East Side, and they pretty much represent. If you guys look at their art. You're going to see the similarities between him and the old school style of John Basquiat. And they started that style. See it? They started that style. They have merch and they have good, man. I wish I would have had more time to talk to them. But it was so brief. And these guys were like, they did, this, they did some of the bombest original social movement graffiti from back in the days. That shit came out of all. Did you recognize them? Yeah, with the hip hop movement and all that. Those dudes been doing graffiti oh, geez, since 40, huh? 40 years, at least 40 like, years. Like, they go back all the way to Beat Street, huh? Yeah, man. Like, when it was the, the so grungy, old, the that, grungy fucking New guys, York. Those guys were. <clears throat> and they, they know your friend. Mm-hmm. Suzanne. When I was living in New York, well, first of all, there was a squatter movement around that time, too, in the early 90s. So those that's buildings? still, yeah, it's that was like the end of that art movement. But. Um, Debbie Harry used to hang out with Basquiat and those people. It was like, you know, Andy Warhol, that era. But um, what's his face? Um, Basquiat's lady was named Suzanne Maloof. Maloof. um, In the movie, though, they call her Gina something. But um, Julian Schnabel, who who made the movie, director and writer, he was like a kind of like a kind of like a hanger on. This is how this is described to me by Suzanne. Julian was a hanger-on to the art community. He was kind of a little more... He was jealous of uh, Basquiat all the time. 
and didn't um, he didn't reach the level of acknowledgement as Basquiat, you know. But he took this story and he made it into a movie. But he basically changed her character enough so he didn't have to pay her for use of her likeness or anything like that. But everybody knew it was her. He's got a painting called Suzanne um, as well, and that's that's Suzanne. But anyway, she was my boss at a restaurant. She went through this period of like homelessness and really? yeah, shit. <laughs> and then, but she was uh, Persian, and she her uh, family expected more. Her whole family was like professionals oh, and stuff, you Forget know. About it, man. And so she was kind of shunned by them for a while. But then she was working as a manager at Mesa Grill, Bobby Flay's restaurant, when I worked there, and. Um, she was my manager for like a year and a half, and she would tell me stories of of hanging well, out over there. Yeah, now she's a fucking pediatrician out of nowhere. I mean, sorry, pediatric psychologist is okay. what she does. So she um, <coughs> she handles little kids like that. She's she's a professional in her field now. It's so weird. Like this woman lived on the streets with Basquiat, and now she's a pediatric. Is she psychologist. from New York originally? Yeah, um, not originally. Her fam. I don't know. Where, what area her, she's from. But. She grew up there. We met um, Louis Guzman's <laughs> son. Shout out to him. Um, his name is Sammy Guzman. That fool, he looks a lot like um, the, the young, what's his name? He, he looks like Aquaman right here, though. Oh, <laughs> that guy. I forget his name. The guy J- that comes on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Aquaman. Fuck. Jason, mar- uh, what's his name? Mar- Lisa Bonet, right? What's his name? Jason Momoa. Momoa, yeah. 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 yeah, I thought it was a little version of that fool. Yeah, that's man. when we were kicking it with them at that party. At the, yeah, they were all, the all they were all cool people, man. And did you see that little fool that looked like Chepo, that other uh, graffiti <laughs> artist? This yeah, fool? right here, LD is right. This fool, yeah, I, I met him, but I know he yeah. was. I didn't know he was the artist. That, that's Sloan Four, dog. That's Sloan another, Four. Yeah, that that's him. Famous. Yeah, we were hanging out with them at that thing. Tight, bro. Yeah, fool. <laughs> Low East Side rocks. Victor Ramos, dog. Victor Ramos. Dude, he gave it a little Puerto Rican blessings. They, they, they had a they had a rapper that was named Ramos who died in the show. Go, my man Ramon. Yeah, man, that fool was cool as fuck though. Getting the goosebumps right here, bro. I'm, I'm wearing my Adidas suit. I gotta, I need to go over there and do shows in the summer, bro, just to hang out over there. Dude, that Lower East Side is great. We barely even like, dude. We haven't even like, dude. Lower East Side so is a mix shit. of old Jewish neighborhood and the uh, Puerto Rican Dominicans who moved in later, but. It's cool. You can go on a pickle tour. They have a pickle making tour because there's a lot of delis down there, original oh, Jewish delis. Sense. And there used to be this area. I don't even know if it exists no anymore, tour. but it was like <laughs> it was like the alleys, you know, here yeah. in Santee Alley. But it, over there, it was called uh, Orchard Street, and it was all these mostly Russian Jewish um, merchants uh, in open air sort of stands selling stuff, leather jackets, and you know, all sorts of stuff. Shout out, man, to everybody out there that think it's ridiculous. Well, I gotta, I gotta talk about this, man. What happened, fool? Man, let me tell you, man. How the fuck you think you're just gonna start a new California <laughs> and not expect to get fucking jumped in by the rest of California? Don't you know that California is a gangster fucking state? You just can't leave without getting jumped out, bitch. You, you, <laughs> man, to get jumped out of California, we gotta count to fifty. Because that's 50 states. Plus, we'll be so pissed off, we might add two more states. Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands now. We got 52 seconds of getting a beat down. Fuck that shit. We might add Jamaica in there. 53 seconds. Man, how the fuck are you going to de- decide and say we're going to declare ourselves? Because we, we don't get treated right by the—our by the, our votes don't count. I'm sick and tired, man, of people that crying over here saying that my vote doesn't count. 
my vote doesn't count. We're going to start a new California. Fuck that shit, man. You can't start a new California without getting jumped out. Dude. We never, our, our, our vote doesn't count. Man, let me tell you, man. Our vote doesn't count. But your vote not counting. The whole, the whole Senate is Republican. All Congress is Republican. We got a Republican president. Come on, man. Your vote counted. I think they're talking about locally. They're pissed locally. They want all the. I was on a row here, by the <laughs> I'm way. I'm sorry. <laughs> you killed my shit. That statement don't, don't count. Man, it does count. <laughs> the interruption. Coming over here. Our alternative news. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a movement. No, but though. still, man. Like, I'm sorry. Shit. Continue on. They're just I crying. But you know, they took all the good parts, bro. No, they, they took, they, they left us, like, if you if you see how it's divided, it's, um they keep San Diego. You know what, man? San Diego, man, they already took the Chargers. So we took everything we, we, we could probably take from you. <laughs> take the produce, too. We're going to take Frog next. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take Frog, and that fool's going to live in, over here in Lancaster. Because <laughs> that's the part of the neighborhood he will blend in well. <laughs> Though, anyway, so the way it's divided is all of... Los, Los Angeles, but not they take they're, they're gonna cut part of Los Angeles too, by the good side. I Taking guess. Calabasas. Yeah, so right. it goes all the way from Los Angeles and it ends in San Francisco. We keep San Mateo, we keep um, Santa Cruz, but they're taking San Jose, bro. How the fuck are you gonna take San Jose without asking the people of San Jose if they want to remain part of the old California? <laughs> Better ask the Tigres first. Eh? <laughs> they're stupid, man, because they say they're not, they're not represented right. You're not going to get represented now more because now we're going to have four new Senates in California because we need two in the old state and we need two in the new one. So now it'll still be the same. Dude, Talk to me, Rodrigo. You know more about me. Not, I'm just venting. What? Nothing's going to happen with that stuff, dude. It's just a movement. They want to try to get it on the ballot. Ain't nothing going to happen. Nothing whatsoever. Oh, the announcements? No. Oh. Talking to him. But I don't, I don't think, think anything is going to happen. It's just a movement. I remember when, uh, what, was it two years ago they tried to get a little yeah, separate thing? Ca- so California and yeah. Again, that's another battle cry. They were going to just separate California through four states. It was Northern California, Southern, Cali- Southern California, and then California. Dude, there's no way this is going to happen, dude. You know, it's just um, gerrymandering, bro. Because, you know, um, pr- um, the Republicans, it's hard for them to win over here. And by the way, anybody listening out here, we're not getting political. We're not picking sides. We're just stating the fact about how stupid it is to <laughs> divide California where we're, we're one nation under God. Right? Fair we're and California, partial. man. We're already divided anyways, man. We know there's two Californias in prison. <laughs> we know it's, it's cut off. Somewhere. We know the cutoff is in Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna happen with people that. People are dude. saying, "Fuck that whole." It's divided into Fresno. <laughs> Anyways, with the new California, they're taking Fresno, bro. They're taking all the lands where there's farms. Yeah, well, it's all like the based on an agricultural. Yeah. Uh, We're stuck with Hollywood. Economy. Bro. <laughs> We're stuck with Morro Bay. Dude, think, ain't nothing gonna happen. It's still gonna be California, dude. Stronger than ever. With all the division happening in the country, dude, do you think that's gonna bother us, dude? It's just Stop a it already, bro. Stop it already. It's a distraction, dude. Cause you hear all that bullshit when they always cry about the water, you know, Northern California, dude. What, what's it got to do with us? We're by you getting a check, right? We're thirsty. Yeah, man. <laughs> you and the guy from Cake, man. Come on now, enough. Man, I just found out, man, that um. 239 pounds is a new 280. <laughs> you know I'm 198, right? Yeah, bro. When I saw 200, the, when, I, when the president got the check for 209, he's six foot three, 
And I'm thinking to myself, wasn't that motherfucker six foot two, two years ago? How is he getting taller? And we're getting shorter. He's the best. Dude, you know, nobody everything. grows better than me. <laughs> nobody grows better that, than me. Nobody <laughs> grows an extra inch better than me. It's the biggest inches you've ever seen in your 239 life. 239 okay. pounds. And I'm not hating a president. I'm not hating anything about him. I'm just hating as a fat person. <laughs> I'm fat. And I know what a 239 looks like. Exactly. If you're me fat, you know, in dude. 2002. <laughs> On a little bitch. Ah, bro. I, when he said he was 239, I said, I gotta be. No way. Well, that's fake. Six news. foot three, 239? No, man. No, man. No, no. I'm gonna have to say no. Because I'm six foot one, 285 when I'm lucky. And when I go to sleep, I'm 293. Shit, dude. You know that porn star knows that that fool ain't no 239. There you go, bro. <laughs> it's not even a fact yet. Oh, it's a fact. He, she, she said that she has sex with, with um, Trump four months after um, Barron was born. born yeah. And then, like, when, well, during the pregnancy. See, man, that's something only a man would do. <laughs> only a man would do something like that. And you know what, man? Everybody's guilty of that. Don't be, pu- don't be trying to talk bad about the president because he does stuff like that. We've all done that. We yeah. all when my son was when my son was born, I was driving some chick's car. <laughs> Which one, Philip? There you go. Oh God! <laughs> Naming names. You brought up that we all do that. I'm making. It I up have here. questions. <laughs> I was there when you had those three miscarriages. <laughs> I was driving I the car, passing up napkins. Oh, <laughs> you were not. I was like I was like Henry Hill. In Goodfellas, when that guy comes in <laughs> shot, you know how many how many towels you wasted on that guy. It was like that. It was like that, and it was like uh, it was like OJ trying to clean up the murder. Yeah, it was like the guy dying and Tim Roth dying and oh yeah, man, that's in, how Lisa uh, was, man. Reservoir Dogs? In Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs, when she was having a, the third miscarriage, we were she on was, our way to Oxnard. She was having a miscarriage while I was driving in traffic. I was just passing out napkins, <laughs> uh, uh, the pens. <laughs> She was like bleeding in the back, like Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs. I've been shot. I've been shot. Don't die on me. <laughs> Don't say you're gonna die. He was sneaking peeks at what was going on. He was like, "What the hell?" I was I was seeing body parts come out, bro. <laughs> there was a body part. There was no baby in that Slip one. In the back. It was just everything else. That's funny when when, no she, when she had, had the miscarriage this time. That like, there was like only <laughs> the, the rabbit s- was in the back seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> freak out the baby. Slip over here. in the back like this, scared, bro. <laughs> She was staring at the backpack. What's happened to my mom? She was staring at Isaac's backpack, like just focusing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, man, we had a woman with a miscarriage. Felipe worried about the show. Um, the rabbit in the back, driving, scared, staring, never... at, staring at Isaac's backpack. Yeah. We got Isaac worrying about he's gonna play games when he gets there. That's all he thinks about. Are they gonna have cheese sticks back? Are they gonna have grilled cheese <laughs> and wings? Eh? I don't know how we got here, but we're here now. I don't know. All men do that. Oh, man. But yeah, so that's what happened, man. I'm just pissed off with the, about every time somebody tried to. First of all, I don't even matter when, um, when, not, not when, not when the, they announced the president elect. I was mad the people that were, how they reacted in California when President Trump was elected was some divisive shit, bro. Like, we're going to fucking secede from the nation. Right. Come on, man. If you sus- nobody's gonna secede from this nation, man. I don't want to secede. I don't want to go back to Mexico. I don't want to get deported for some reason. I follow the rules because I love 
playing behind the rules here. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to play behind the rules in another country I've never been to. You can't, though, over there. Let me tell you, man. The only time I go to Mexico is for nothing. <laughs> Medicine. I don't know. No, I know my family's over there. Hey, if they want to visit me, come on down. <laughs> but I don't want to go over there, man. We live for a reason, you know, for a better life. Because we were poor. We, it's better to be poor in America than to be poor in Mexico. Because over there, they don't give a fuck about you. There's no, like, there's never, they're never a speech by anybody. Ahora tenemos que ayudar a los pobres porque son los importantes de México y son la gente más importante, la, la sangre de este país. <laughs> you never hear speeches like that. Only in America, we got to help out the poor. Hell no. Because of the blood of this country. Don't see any rich Mexican people leaving Mexico? Hell no, man. And, and another thing, man, when, when um, Trump said, this is not a joke or bad this is just a comedy joke because comedians, we write jokes. He said, how come white people never come from Norway? You know why? Because they have free dental over there. <laughs> they have free benefits. They have free health care until Free health care. Let me Vacation. tell you, man, white people, white, there's no white poor people that want to come over here. They're good <laughs> where they're at. They don't want to sneak over here and pay for college. Or Section 8. <laughs> they don't want to pay for college. Like in Czechoslovakia, white people over there, like if we were married over there, and Lisa gets pregnant. She she could be pregnant. She could leave work and still get paid and decide when she wants to come back. In Australia, you get like five thousand dollars when you have a baby from the state, from the government, from the country. You know what I mean? Like you get um, you get um, five thousand dollars. You get a year off of work. You get midwifery care uh, in a midwife hospital over there. It's crazy. The only way white people from Europe are gonna die to come to America. If we bomb their country. <laughs> like if we start a war right now, you know what? Fucking German is pissing me off. These Prague assholes, these Czechs, <laughs> and you start bombing them, then they want to come over here because then yeah. you, 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 you don't want to leave the party while the party's still going on. We had, we had Norwegian immigrants many years ago and they were poor. Before their economy, you're took Norwegian, a aren't you? I had four percent Norwegian showed up on my uh, DNA. I was surprised at that. Get I don't Norwegian. know anybody Norwegian in my family. Coming over here, stealing jobs from Mexicans, <laughs> and I'm Irish, so we all we stole all the jobs first. Over here with a little clover. Do you want to do the uh, show announcements, or you want me to do it? You could do it. The dates, the Twitter. You sound better. No, no. I'll just zip through them faster though. Uh, January nineteenth, tomorrow morning. I think I'm going to put this up Thursday night. Uh, 10 a.m., Boyle Heights, Primera Taza on First Street. Felipe's doing a meet and greet. Coffee with, coffee with Felipe. <laughs> coffee with Felipe from 10 to about 12. Uh, he'll be also be selling tickets to his L.A. shows March 23rd. And um, you can pay cash. You can pay card. No service fees added onto the tickets. And um, he's also going to be selling his vinyl album in person there and signing them if you buy one there. And we also take cash and card for those. January 20th, Coachella at Spotlight 29 is sold out. January 27th, Tucson, Arizona, Desert Diamond Casino, Sawarita, uh, Arizona. That is almost sold out with a handful of tickets left. February 1st through 3rd, Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club. February 14th, Valentine's Day, Corpus Christi, American Bank Center with Raymond Orta. Raymond Orta, shh. And then February That's going to be a funny show because yeah. Raymond Norta is hardcore cowboy fan, like Prene La Vela and shit. That's how yeah. he, he blew up, by ranting that cowboy mm-hmm. thing. And I kind of blew up myself by ranting that Dodger thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm a Raider fan. That'd be funny, man. I should, I'm going to wear my Raider jersey when I see him. Yeah, you guys should have like a showdown That should something. be like, a, we should do a little video when we get there. Yeah. 
Um, so February 4th, as that's, uh, tickets are on sale now for that. February 22nd, Lemoore, California, up by Fresno area, Central Valley, Tachi Casino. February 23rd, Las Vegas, Nevada, Treasure Island Casino. February 24th, Rochester, Washington, Lucky Eagle Casino. A lot of things. What's up for Rodrigo? How did it go last night for that Flaco show? It was good, dude. We had a good little turnout, dude. And fucking raised some money for uh, Flaco. Oh. And uh, gave him his envelope this morning, dude. So, uh. Thank you to all the comics that came out, man. I heard he looking skinny, bro, like a fucking skeleton key. Yeah, a little skinnier, <laughs> dude. They opened him up through the middle, dude, the sternum, dude. So, uh, you know, okay. they went through his procedures, be home in a couple days, hopefully, and then uh, be nice and back to regular flock in about a couple weeks. Breaking us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Fuck, dog. But it's all good, man. Damn, he looking skinny, though? He's skinnier than before? Yeah, dude. He could walk through a harp. <laughs> What's up, fool? Man, what else we got going on, bro? That's it. Oh, we haven't talked about Chi-Town. Remember? That was really cold. Shut up. We just got back from Chicago, man. Man, we had had the tiniest rooms, but it was the best. Like, our room. No. Chicago wasn't small. We had a suite, like a little living room. It was cold. Seven degrees. Man, seven degrees. And everybody, I I didn't want to do nothing. Postmates, shout out to them, man, for delivering me food <laughs> that I didn't have to go outside. Yeah, I was freezing, bro. Chicago Diner yesterday, the day before was good. I don't know how you could just kill people over there, bro, all day long. Easy, man. Lots Who's colder, me? Who's colder, me or you? Me? No, you're not. I'm fucking colder. <laughs> what are they fighting for? You know what happened, man? You know what people fight in Chicago for? People don't talk about this. It's because you had, you had um, 3,000 people that used to live in one building. Cabrini uh, Green. Cabrini Green. You got the other other project, Robert Wharton, homes. Robert Wharton, and you got another housing project. We're talking like fifth, ten thousand people that got displaced, and they got sent to different neighborhoods. Let me tell you, when you send ten thousand different hoods to different neighborhoods, a new hood is gonna start over there. So you gotta, so there's gangbanging, bro. Just like when they built the the fuck, when they built the East LA Exchange Freeway in Boyle Heights in nineteen sixty something. Like they used to be, you, they broke down so many houses in East LA to build the 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 four freeways, the sixty, the one hundred one, the five, and the ten to meet together. They forgot that there was gangs down there too, bro. There was one big gang back then, white fence, and then he broke that up. Now there's a gang in Diamond Street because you know they, 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 people franchise gang banging. Hell yeah, you gotta redistribute <laughs> that shit. I'm gonna start a franchise over here. Yeah, bro, we got yeah, man. Yeah, man like my neighborhood. Disappeared, but I heard that my neighborhood now again is in San Bernardino because a lot of people from my neighborhood moved to San Bernardino. Rem- so they have over there, um, you know, they have a, a different store. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Remember in the 90s when everybody went to Lancaster, Palmdale, Marino Valley? All that shit spread out there. Bro, and everybody from South Central left South Central to move to Marino Valley to be safer. Now Marino Valley is fucked up. Oh, now dude. it's more Negro Valley. <laughs> That's, That's what they call noon. it. <laughs> oh, and also Moreno Valley for Mexicans. Oh, wow. Even Ice Cube moved over there. Uh, Easy E moved to Riverside. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah, I didn't know that. Screaming Compton, but you moved to Riverside. Yeah, and oh, a lot of my homeboys they moved to Lancaster, bro. Yeah, dude, a lot of people out there. Lancaster Flats. So that's what we talked to the Chicago cop, dude. Was about what's going yeah. down right there in Jose, Chicago. Right shout now. Out to Jose, There's who? a mad war right now with all those gangs coming together and like drug dealing. People are dying left and right, dude. I didn't. Even, I'm glad I found out he was a cop because I was almost gonna ask him, man. Where's a good place around the corner to smoke a joint? <laughs> Probably would have sold it to us, dog. <laughs> Fool. I had a good time, man. The last day, the last night, 
I roll up I, that guy from the hotel room, Andy. Shout out to Andy. First of all, man, if you're planning on going to New York and if you're a pot smoker like ourselves, bring your own blunts, okay? Bring your own Swisher. Bring your own Backwood. Bring your own um, Philly Blunt. Bring your own wraps. Bring your own zigzags. They don't sell none of that in Manhattan. None of that. Cigarettes are $19 a pack. Dude, they're expensive. I quit years ago. And blunts, just one blunt will cost you $4. So if you want to start a business in Manhattan, showed up with five boxes of Swishers <laughs> and stand in the corner, man, sell them. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. I fucking end up like Eric Gardner and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's why he yeah. got shot. And for that, selling the Lucy's. He got choked out by the cop. But that one cop uh, in Chicago, his name's Jose Jarra. So. Jarra. He's Shout owner of the Jarritos Company. <laughs> What's up, fool? We have a guest today, Vanessa Rodriguez. Vasquez. 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 Oh, my God. Uh, look at my glasses right there. <laughs> and then you and crumpled, I crumpled, it I crumpled it up. <laughs> you crumpled it up. Look at my new building. <laughs> Yeah, man. Vasquez. I got you a shirt. Oh, thanks. How you doing? We don't give so. presents to anybody. Ask, <laughs> ask your public. She brought Cedric. We give him nothing. <laughs> we give him nothing. I, I, I love the floor. You know, it's like como la flor, like Selena. No, yeah. It's, it's like uh, mazapan. Oh, oh, it is a mazapan. It's the same yeah. color and everything. I yeah. get it. I got <laughs> it for everybody because Latinos, we break easy. <laughs> we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable, man. We we, we easily we, we'll easily attack you. <laughs> like you're been in a conversation with somebody and you don't like that person already, but then you, they mention something and you right away think about you. What bitch? <laughs> we're sensitive. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. The, we men, we mentioned it earlier. Um, she is the star of East Los High. The only character that's been there forever. Everybody else, they got a young one or older one. How did that come about? I met the East Los High. It's, it's a, a popular show on Hulu. Man, I been watch the first two seasons, bro. Like I was hooked. Like you were like we were so, we were so hooked on it. Like like if, if my wife would have watched it before me, I would have thought she was cheating on me. <laughs> you fuck. You fucking watch that shit. Don't worry, I saw that shit in the bus too. <laughs> but it was good, man. It was good, man. Like, it's about relationships, bro. Uh-huh. About cheating, pregnancy, and um, immigration, and all those problems get solved in a dance contest. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody battles each other out. <laughs> Battle off. Oh, yeah. dude, but it's it's dramatic, bro. Because sometimes, like, I remember the first season, there was a lot of bad chicks, you know, like, oh, like, I want her to be in the next season. I want her to be in this season. And you root for them. But then, like, they didn't come back. But I don't want to spoil it, man. But then one of them came back as a coach. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's back with attitude now. Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah. No was, whistle. It was good. It was it's a good, good show. It's a good show. It's like kind of, kind of. I mean, it's not marketed toward you, your your age at all, right? It's marketed to be come from Boyle Heights. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right here in Skonka. Of course, but <laughs> he's like, is that Skonka? That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time you had heard Skonka yes. on TV. I said this show is legit. Yeah. And like sometimes you, you watch a show about East LA, <laughs> but it's a bunch of white hipsters, you know, from Arkansas, <laughs> and they don't know the lingo, yeah. and they're drinking um. 
water juice, Mexican juice, but really horchata. <laughs> so man, I'm gonna put on my glasses right here. I'm gonna look like like a fuck like a like a like a Mexican biker on trial. <laughs> Vanessa Vasquez, ladies and gentlemen, she plays Camilla from East Los High. Camila. 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 Look at that right here. She plays Camila. Or, or some, they also know me as Camila Tequila. Camila Tequila. <laughs> you got to watch the show to know that one. Got a bottle here. From Galveston, Texas. Yeah. Whoa, man. Well, I was born in Galveston. I'm really from Houston, Texas. But you've been to Galveston, though? Yeah, they, they, just, they just delivered me there, dropped me off, and then... She showed up in a storm. <laughs> I remember we went, we went to Galveston. It's really close, isn't it? Two-hour drive from oh, Houston. Two hours. I don't know why we did that drive. It's dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. The whole time we're driving, I keep thinking of a little nail. Because you had to get back to yeah, the Yeah, and I'm show. thinking about, what if Chris Torrance gets sick? Yeah. If you get in a car accident. <laughs> we drove two hours to Galveston, and then when we get there, we're stuck in traffic forever. Oh, my God. And we're not even moving. We're not moving. And I, and, I, and I told him, you better park. Something's wrong here. And you know what? We were in a parade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were in a parade, That's Vanessa. Was it like during Mardi Gras? Yes. Yeah. We were in a parade. Yeah, because you got beads, right? Yes. We didn't know, man. Why are they throwing beads at us? I'm like, show us your titties. Did you show your titties? <laughs> I said, no, man, park. <laughs> we parked. And then we walked to the beach. This is something wrong. Oh my God. Galveston is one of those beaches that if you, if you jump from the pier, you're going to get crucified by an old building that will you to be there. <laughs> oh, inside the water? Yeah, Hurricane you? Sandy beat that place up. <laughs> beat it up. Galveston is like San, the, the Santa Cruz of Texas. It's real nice. It's the waves old, uh, come in hard. That man shark right there, huh? That looks like Martin. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Galveston's story. Her family from Monterey, Mexico, raised by a single mother and her grandmother. Sounds like me, bro. <laughs> Sounds Re- like every Mexican story. It's Who like, raised Who you, raised my you? My abuela. <laughs> you grew up at a diner. What? <laughs> Redneck with biological father in Mexico. Redneck. Redneck. Reconnected. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I was like, hold red- on one second. <laughs> I didn't write Redneck. It's crumbled up. It looked like a D. <laughs> That's your fault. I'm like, yeah, he knows more about me than I know about my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is this true? Because I don't want to read it wrong. Did you work at Mel's Diner? Yeah, when or I first got it? here. Yeah. I to make sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a true story. When she moved to LA, went to Stella Adler Academy right next to Los Tacos. Right there on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I went to the one on uh, Hollywood. On what street is that? Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, there's no. No, the, the Stella Adler. Um, the other one is the, the other one. The, I'm talking about the other guy, the one that came out in. in Hyman uh, Roth. Him, yes. He, he came out in. Yeah, him. Hyman Roth. Oh the yeah. One, the he owns the rights to. What's his name? Strasburg. Lee Strasburg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you went to that one. No, I, I, I thought about going to that one, but they were like, "Nah, you're already crazy enough. Let's let's uh, go to Stella Adler." I was like, "All right, that's cool." How does a girl from Galveston, Texas, decide? She wants to be an actress. Well, you know, it's crazy because, I mean, I grew up right outside of Houston, like 30 minutes out in a little small town called Richmond, Texas, right? And, like, that, we grew up behind the tracks, like the hood. And so, like, 
Hollywood and everything seems so far-fetched. Like, you think to yourself, like, okay, one, you're Hispanic, you're growing up with a single mom, you know, there's no time. Like, my mom never had enough money to put me in acting classes, do all that stuff. It was always like, you know, you know, pay all the bills, we gotta do all this and all that. And so, I just never thought of it as a, something I could do. Um, I, one thing she did instill in me was like, you have to go to college. No matter what you do, you're going to be the first one to graduate high school. You're going to be the first one to go to college, and you have to like finish it. So she had planted that seed in my head since I was a little girl. So I was like, man, as soon as I, I, I left high school, I just wanted to come to L.A. I was like, no, I want to go to Hollywood. You know, I want to go take classes there. And she's like, no, mija, look, you got to go to school porque si no... No va a haber money. And I was like, you know, it's like that mentality of like that theater doesn't bring you money, you know, or like acting doesn't give you money. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, I got to finish it. Um, And then afterwards, you know, I went through some things. You know, I was I pretty much did everything that they needed me to do. And then one day I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go like I'm just going to leave. And that was hard, you know, because I had to tell my aunts. I had to tell my grandma, uh, my mom and like. They were just like, well, what do you mean? You're going to leave us? Like, you don't love us no more? And I was like, no, I do. It's just <laughs> I have to go do stuff. You know, I have to go follow my heart. And you were like Wonder Woman leaving the island full of women. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. No, don't go over there. I must go. <laughs> you lose all your powers. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, um, growing up, what, what, what were the shows that you used to watch and say, man, I want to be something like that? Well, you know, it, it wasn't even anything that. Like, I, I grew up watching in telenovelas, you know. Um, I used to watch Saved by the Bell, Fresh Prince. I related to a lot of those, but I loved reading books. You know, I would just hide in a little... I was really quiet and shy, so I would, like, hide in a corner and, like, read my books, and, I, and I'd imagine myself being these characters and really playing them out. And it wasn't until I got to middle school and the teacher handed me a script... And it was like little like fairy dust that kind of just came over me. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, I love this character. Like, I love, you know, the structure. And they're just from there. And I, I just I took theater classes in school. You know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I can. You know, maybe my mom doesn't have money, but that doesn't mean I can't do whatever I can with my means of, you know, my resources. So, um, yeah, I just kept thinking it, but I kept my dreams quiet. I wouldn't tell people like that I had dreams of to do stuff like this because, you know, like people don't believe they're like, no, nah, well, you think you're all bad or what? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's you're in the hood. You think you're better stupid, than us or what? Eh? You're a humble soul. You're like, stupid. Eh? Did you hear this? You'd be no fucking Trying actor. to be an actress. You're really an actor. You lie all the time. <laughs> like, I never told my friend that I want to be a comedian, man. I only no. told a couple of people, like the guy that used to help me out, um, Smedricks, uh-huh. Robert. I think that was his name, Hendrix, or Kendrick, whatever his name was. Lolly Dottie, you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> Anybody from the project who knows this podcast, you know who Lolly Dottie is. <laughs> he was the first guy. I told him I want to be a comedian, but I wanted to, bro. Like, I wanted to be. It's a yeah. desire, dude. But I never saw it, like, as work or just want to, I don't want to be famous. Right. I just want to make people laugh. Yeah. I want to see the reaction. I want feedback, bro. <laughs> Instantly. What did Robert De Niro's book, Robert De Niro's line in and Mad Glory, Madman Glory, when he's playing a stand-up comedian? No, Bill Murray. Mad Dog and Glory. Mad Dog and Glory. He goes, I cho- I chose to be a stand-up comedian because I I what he says, I expect adulations for st- I, I I want a I want um what is I don't know, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> approval, I think it was. I cr- I, 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 I crave approval. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Or, I, or like, um, <laughs> well, so people need attention, yeah. you know, they don't get it at home, so they're like, they need to do it for attention. Yeah, some people say you need to do uh, people do that shit for attention, but I don't believe that. Maybe some uh, performers, but not all. Right. I, I, like, I was just in, in movies when they have a round table and everybody in the, la- in the family is talking and they're all being funny, like, and um, when Eddie Murphy, you know, the, the his, clumps, the clumps, and I'm thinking, in my family, they would have told me to shut the fuck up already. <laughs> <laughs> like my my, my right. dad so many times would have he would bang the table. Ya cabrón, ya ya para pichi chichoto, pichi payaso gratis. I was funny in other places, not at my house. Yeah, right, right. House. You're never funny at home. Like, what are you doing? Here para comer. <laughs> really? But you look funny over there with a little fork. <laughs> you look funny, bro. Like. You pass out all the forks, and this fool got the little one for some reason, bro. The baby like, it's all little, bro. Like, we're dying, bro. <laughs> we're we're looking at my father it. going, when is this piece of shit going to ask for a bigger fork? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's trying to be all fancy. <laughs> you know, that's funny because that's one of the things that I noticed about a lot of, I've been meeting a lot of really successful, like, stand-up comedians like yourself and, like, actors and people that, that um, really are genuine and, and come from, like, a, you know, that they just... They talk about that, how they just got that feeling one day. You know, they're like, I just, I felt like I needed to do this and I was scared. I didn't know who to tell, you know, so I kept my dream private or like I would tell some people and then they would laugh. So every time something like that would happen, you know, they would just protect that dream. It's like the pursuit of happiness. You know what they say is like you got a dream, you got to protect it. You know, people are going to tell you you can't do something because they can't do it for themselves. So I held on to that. Yeah, it ain't going to happen like in the movies, man. Like you're watching, you're watching a, old, a movie, it's dark and you're scared by yourself. And an old gypsy lady walks up to you. You're gonna be the wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Lon Chaney. <laughs> right. And the wolf man. <laughs> Nobody picks you up, man. I, I think it just happens, bro. Yeah. And, the, and the way you become famous is not by your choice. It's the audience. It's weird, like the audience knows who who they're gonna gravitate you for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like so many people, like I'm gonna be famous, but the one thing you get there. You don't have the extra it's stuff. It's the it factor. The pizzazz. Yeah. There's something that you the can patois. just see in somebody. You know? The patois. You have that. <laughs> Thanks. I'm still trying to figure out what that it factor is. We don't you even know, know what it is, like, Vanessa. You can't define but it. But when we yeah. see it on the screen, yep, she's going to be somebody. <laughs> it's like when Neil Brennan used to ask you, why aren't you in more movies? And he's a why writer. You you in, don't and have he's a writer of Chappelle's show. You haven't written one, you piece of shit. Put me in it. I know the first time I got here and someone was like, you have that it factor. I'm like, I'm a clown. I'm scary or what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Georgie. <laughs> yeah, you, you come out of sewers. <laughs> you come out of sewers. like. <laughs> She's the it factor. She was out of sewers and, so what are you trying and to abandoned say? clown. <laughs> and we're vulnerable. You know, we're sensitive. <laughs> yeah, what was the first role you ever got? You know, it's funny. I was listening to your, uh, one of your podcasts with Chingo Bling the other day. And my very first like little TV gig was uh, Chingo Bling music video. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. A Out in time. Texas or L.A.? Texas, Houston. Okay. Yeah. Down at the Taco Shack. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, Walk Like Leto music video. <laughs> Okay. And it was crazy because I went in there, like, I was at the club, you know, with my homegirls, and uh, they were passing out flyers, like, hey, you know, we got this audition, we're looking for dancers and actors, and at the time, I was taking theater, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in there with my monologue and my headshot, they're going to, like, someone's going to cast me, but I didn't, re- it didn't say on there what it was for, they didn't put Chingo Bling or nothing. Oh, okay. 
So I went in, um, I showed up to this hotel, and they had, like, all these, there was tons of girls out there. There's, like, a huge cattle call. They all had numbers on there, like, about to run a marathon. And so they just slapped the number on me, and I waited my turn. And then when I finally got up there, there was, like, a whole panel like this, right, of all dudes. And then the director looked at me, and he was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and play the song, and then you start dancing. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 like, hold on, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, what do you think this is? It's a, it's, a, it's a music video audition. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I was like, I, I, thought, it was, um, I thought it was some audition. I were looking for actors. And he was like, and they all started busting out laughing at me. They were all laughing. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They were like, well, what did you prepare? I was like, I, I prepared my monologue. <laughs> and the director was like, okay, um, guys, hold on one second. So he took me to the side. He was like, look, you got a monologue? And I was like, yeah, I got my headshot. I got my, my resume. He was like, he looked at it, turned around. He goes, how long you been acting? And I was like, um, for a while, but like, I haven't really done much, just mostly theater. And then he was like, okay, okay, but look, this is a music video audition. You're still going to have to, they're going to have to see if your twerk works. And I was like, uh, all right. Damn. Uh, Damn. So they like, he's like, can you dance? I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, you know, I can pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> and so they like put the song on that, that was like Chingo was doing. And I did a little freestyle hip hop. And then at the end, they were just like, all right, thank you. We'll call you. And I was like, man, I didn't get it, you know? So I left. And then like a week later, some lady calls me and she's like, you don't call me back or what? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, I've been calling you. And I was like, for what? Oh, chinga bling. <laughs> chinga bling. Chinga, right? What? No. Um, I think it was his sister, though. <laughs> Chinguita. And they're all like, I got to meet them all. And I'm like good friends with all his sisters chingona. and everybody. They're, they're all chingonas. Super chingonas. The bar, um, that never chingon. No, they're all hustlers, man. No. You see no, they them. They are, man. We had, we, had him on the, we had him on the show before. Yeah. yeah before, so buy I was this listening. and put a chingo bling on it. Yeah. And and it sells it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then they just call me and they're like, "Yeah, you got the you got the lead part." And I was like, "All right, cool." And That's funny. Man. I picture you showing up ready with your with your tutu and your tap dance shoes. <laughs> How old were you? I was like, damn, I think I was like nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hustle is real. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but when it was you, good when you were there, man. Did you look around going, Man, las concas here? <laughs> no, the thing is, is that they didn't pay attention to me. I walked into here in makeup, and uh, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty skinny, you know. And I'm already 19, I was looking like I was 11 years old, you know. So all the girls in there were voluptuous, big old titties, and like big butts and everything. And so they were looking at me like, H-Town Oh, it's finest. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were looking at me like, Oh, it's just an extra, you know. So they like threw me to the side, and so I was waiting and waiting, and then finally the director comes he's like hey what are you doing I need, I need the root they were calling me the rooster girl like I need the rooster <laughs> they're like yeah I had to pick up a real rooster like I stole his rooster at the club that was the whole like premise and so it's a crazy video yeah it was the, the director comes in, he's like um, can you get her ready and, and they're like oh who and they're like her and, and I was like a little twig in the corner like oh yeah come on get over here girl and so they like fixed me up and then they finally threw me out there and then he's like okay we're gonna give you a rooster you're good with chickens right and I was like yeah I mean we had a couple of them growing up I think I'm fine I just can't kill them though um, he was like no, no no it's fine so they like gave they like handed me a rooster just like threw it on me next thing I was the rooster girl they handed her a cock they handed me a cock. I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of experience. But <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> I, didn't want, I, didn't want, I never seen one outside in the daytime. <laughs> that is crazy ass video. Hell yeah. Hey, bro. You ever, you ever held a pet bull? Hold on to killer right here. <laughs> that is crazy. You show up all of a sudden, you got to hold a chicken? <laughs> no, you're wrong. You're stealing a chicken. Wow. 
Imagine, man, all those chickens that came to audition for that role and didn't get it. <laughs> like, there was a prize chicken showed up. Come on, I've been KFC commercials. I was scared that I thought Hot it was going to be like a like one of those fighting roosters, you know? But it wasn't. It was actually his real pet rooster. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. Named Cleto. Cleto. <laughs> Named after Cleto Rodriguez. <laughs> a little leash on it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Isn't Cleto a, a slang term Cletus. for the coxcomb? I've heard that. No, no, that's Creta, Cresta, I think. Never mind. Sorry. We'll, all right, we'll get I'll back. I'll cut that out. Look, look it up. <laughs> I'm going to Google that. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Never mind. I'm I know Cletoris. No, it's a crest, right? Cresta but, or Creta. Oh. I think that's how the Dominican guys Sopeta. pronounce it. Sopeta. What's up here? What's up, fool? We're here with Vanessa Vasquez from East Los High. How many seasons that on? Well, we just finished. Uh, last year was the season finale. I mean, series finale. We oh, did like really? we shot a movie and we like the show's done. So we did five years though. Oh, five! Like, I thought five. there were four. There was four seasons, but this last year we did a movie to wrap it up. So yeah. it was like five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. We gotta watch. We it gotta was catch good, up. Man. It was Hell of a run, man. It was yeah. shot on the first season. How many episodes? A lot of episodes. Huh? Yeah, there was twenty-four. Yeah. Because they came with a finished we season. We spoke to the main we, guy. What's his we name? We met. Uh, I can't remember his name. The Cuban guy. Ortiz. No. The producer. Mauricio? No. The older guy. He's got like short gray hair. Real short. Executive um, producer of the show. Yeah, he's the creator of the show. I don't know. Oh, I can't think of his name. I have to look it up. But um, there was a few people that started off in the beginning. And then, um, yes, yeah, and they changed after season two. But we had a development meeting with him. But he, he was a fan Emiliano? of Felipe's. Maybe, yeah. He was a fan with of Ray's Fe- TV? Um, no. Oh. He was um, he, he's the one that hired me to write. On the show, mm-hmm. oh, Felipe okay. tagged up. Some, I tagged up season, season three. Mm-hmm. Season three. I, oh, you I, did. I, I wrote a lot of jokes. <laughs> like if you, I wrote a funny line for you, <laughs> and and I wrote a line when um, I, I think it's your older mom. It kicks mm-hmm. out the dad. Yeah. I wrote a funny line for her right there. Oh, really? And she said it. And I was like, What line was I it? I forgot, man. It was about uh, it was like the domestic joke that I did, and I oh, gave it, it to was her. like your your molestation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I, I, did a, I gave her a molestation line that was pretty funny, but it was hardcore but too. Hardcore, yeah. Yeah, I said, um, what did I say? Oh yeah, when you get molested, because I used to say when you get molested in a Latino house, yeah. it's always your fault. It's always your fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, they, never, they never come up to you. They never ask you how, what happened, where did it hurt you. It's always what were you wearing. Yeah, what so were you doing? That, what did I, you do? I gave her that line. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember what she shorts, told me that what line. What shorts were you wearing? Or yeah, what shorts like were you wearing? That's the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I, I said that. Um, I tried to joke about it. I said it's a perfect line for that lady right there because <laughs> she's from her from her character. What were you wearing? Because they always yeah. blame it on you. Like what you yeah. fuck? Eh? He touched me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that line. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It's. Uh, it was live, but it's hard to watch that show, man. But it's a good show because there's there are scenes that like um, Vanessa's character she was um, sexually molested by her father right, mm-hmm. and then like she like if, you, if you've never been in a situation like that you would know that it's hard to tell somebody, and and then like it, it feels like um, it's like when you have a friend a best friend and that's your best friend, but then you have a, this other asshole who used to be your friend, but you know this motherfucker is evil he's <laughs> vile. He's a rock, he's a thief, he's a piece of shit. But your new best, your other friend likes him, but you don't want to like, you know, you don't know how to tell them, you know, like warn them. This is a piece of shit because they're not gonna believe you. You don't want to look yeah. like a bad guy. And that's hard to watch on that show, but it's good. <laughs> 
It's good, man. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I still get emails from people and messages on, on social media about like people who related to it so much, especially that storyline and how that specific storyline inspired them to come out and tell people, you know, and how to like find um, the hero within themselves, you know, to like fi- seek the help that they needed. So it was good, yeah. And also, like you, that your character always stood the same. Like you, you know, your character very strong. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could be like, like you could hold shit down there. Like you could be like the like a cartel boss, basically. <laughs> you know, because you know what, you know what, you're, you're strong, man. You can see it in the, in the, in the show. And um, you never got pregnant. I also like that part too. Well, actually, on se- I think on season four I got pregnant. Oh, did you? <laughs> but I had an I abortion. I want to go in fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an abortion. I didn't want oh. it. Yeah. And but it still, was about that whole thing of like making that decision for yourself. But you know still, what I mean? even there, that's the still strong decision. She knows I can't take care of this baby. I yeah. gotta think about I gotta think about how I gotta take care of myself first. And that's one thing a, a lot of like, people when, uh, when they have a teenage pregnancy, they never think about. They're always thinking about it's always like instead of they always bash you. Like whenever when, when I got my girlfriend pregnant in high school, nobody said, um, we're gonna work this through. Right. We're gonna take we're care gonna of the baby. And, yeah. Nobody ever says this. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. You got somebody pregnant. You're 16. You're 17. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Both of you guys, no, no, both families never get together. And go, okay, we're gonna get through this. You both of you guys are young. We're gonna watch, help you guys with a baby while you guys are still in school. You guys are gonna graduate high school and you're gonna go to college and we're gonna watch the baby, and that we're gonna help you out this way. Now, if I had to kind of help in the beginning, I would have never had two more. <laughs> Probably no, not. I would have never had two more because you took on all the pressure yourself. I there would have been 17, more pressure. I would have been okay. My family is going to help me. You know, where's the fucking family where somebody <laughs> gets pregnant, bro? Nobody. Everybody hides. It only happens on TV. But they don't. Me. But the same family. Would be a good idea. But that same family have, didn't want to talk to you about protection either. No, the, the same family never told me to pull out. No. <laughs> Not pull out, but birth control. My, like my mom would have told me, or my dad would have told me. I come when you first put it in, it's gonna feel so good. <laughs> It's not even to talk about the birds and the bees. It's gonna be feel so good, but you gotta pull out. You know me, you know me, when when, when, when you wanted that ice cream, you were little, and I kept telling you to wait and wait, and you were getting madder and madder. But if I would have gave it to you right away, you would have ate it all at once. That's how sex is. (laughs) Or something, man. man. My mom just told me this: you have a baby, don't call me. (laughs) 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 What would it call your ass? I felt like that at 32 when I had my son. <laughs> I know your mom said, what? She said, no, no, You're, no. <laughs> you still in college. Oh, my God. I was God. done. I was in grad school. No, no, no. I was done. I was done with school. She's crazy. She's crazy. I don't want to digress. <laughs> East Los High. Oh, Car- like... Carlos Portugal. Carlos is Portugal. The guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, he's a creator. Yeah. And they created it and worked with... Planned Parenthood and other social organizations to like kind of make it. But see, I respect that decision to get an abortion because a lot of times lately, really since like Fast Times at Richmond High, they don't do abortion stories where the girl chooses that anymore. Not like it's promoting it, but it's not even showing it as an option anymore or that somebody, some people do make that decision in real life. Because in Fast Times at Richmond High, she gets an abortion. That same writer later on wrote singles. She gets in a car accident and the baby's gone. You know, ma- you know, co- right. conveniently gone from the she had a miscarriage from the car accident. You know, so she copped out there, but that does happen. Like she had a one night stand and got pregnant from it. She didn't have an abortion. She got 
an accident into an accident. So to do that choice, it is hardcore now. Yeah, it's like we're getting more conservative. You know, well, afraid were, to show that. And the way Carlos wrote it was, it was very practical. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't make a big deal about it. it. Was she just basically said, you know what? I thought about it, and I'm I'm just I. I just dropped out of school, you know, and I'm trying to get back. And I've just, I have this deal, you know, going on with the lawyers and I'm young. I don't have any money. I can barely afford the ticket to, you know, go to the clinic. Like, so there's no way I can take care of a baby. And then her boyfriend was a drug dealer too. So it was like, I, I, there's no way no one's going to help me. My mom's not there. No one, my dad's not there, obviously. So it was a very practical decision for her. And she just like, they didn't make a big deal about it. Because you were like the getaway driver, right? Or the you were driving or something for the yeah. drug dealers, right? In, yeah, yeah. In one of the seasons? Okay. To yeah. Vegas. That's right. She was like doing transportation. <laughs> she was doing runs with that guy. Yeah. Nicholas? Something. Yeah. I was trying to protect my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women end up in prison by be yeah. helping their boyfriends That's out exactly drug right. Deaths. Yeah. yeah. Most of the women in prison are. Orange and new black. Yeah. <laughs> Orange is a new brown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the episodes. Yeah. How did you get that role? <clears throat> um, you know, I auditioned like everybody else. Um, I everybody in the show got auditioned. Everybody got auditioned. Well, some people like Prince Royce. You know, some people got that already had but popularity. They were just kind of got offers. Uh, but I auditioned. I, I I came out here like green. I was like hungry. And I remember seeing Blanca Valdez. She was a casting director. I saw her at FedEx. And I was printing out some headshots. And season one had just happened. And But I heard that they were starting new storylines for, uh, for East Los High. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that show. I got to be on that show. It's like everything that I grew up with. And so I saw her, and I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna go for it, and I and I went up to Blanca Valdez. I was like, "Hi, Blanca. My name is Vanessa Vasquez. Um, I just got to LA like about a year ago. Um, I'm taking classes here, and here's my headshot resume. Like, call me, you know, if you, if anything comes up." And then uh, we did a couple panels afterwards. You know, she said that that moment that I did that, she realized that I was gonna play Camila. She was like, "I just knew it. Like something like told me." So I went into audition. There must have been like hundreds of girls that they auditioned, and it was like Damn. a three month process. Um, and, um, I just kept going in and I was like, they, they would tell me that the first time they're like, okay, do it like this. And the second time I went in, they were like, okay, now do it like that. And then I waited two more months and they called me and did some chemistry reads and like, okay, now we want you to do it like this, but also with this and then also with that and then all that. And I was like, God damn. I was like, all right. So I just, you know, you just got to go for it. Just give them what they want and have no fear. And so I did. And then a week later they called me and they're like, you want to play Camila? I was like, hell yeah. Uh, and it was just like the best call ever, you know. Man, those three months will kill me, bro. <laughs> That's why comedians fall out, bro. The suspense. The yeah. three months will kill me, bro. I, I, man, what were you doing for those three months? What kind of job you had? Because I know like wait, that waiting and starving would have killed me. No, you know, actually, that was that was at the point where you I had just. Males? I wasn't at Mel's anymore. No, I had just finished uh, two years being here, and I and honestly, the hardest part about being here is being here alone with no family, and especially I'm Mexican American. I grew up with a big family. I was always with my family like every weekend, so being alone that that feeling of loneliness was killing me. And so many times I thought to myself like I'm just gonna get in my car and I'm gonna pack and I'm gonna go back to Texas because I can't take it anymore. I need to be with my family, and so then the audition happened. They had a call back, and then. I was th- I was in Texas and I was really thinking like I'm just gonna stay here I'm just not gonna go back like like fuck it I gave it two years you know and then um, but something kept telling me like no wait hold on you know like go back you know do, you know just just wait a little bit 
And then my manager at that time had called me. She's like, you going to come back? They're, they're doing auditions again. Um, they want you to come back. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm going to be right there, you know. Um, and then when I was in Texas, I had auditioned for – they had called me to, to audition for a film, and I had booked that film. So that film actually brought me back here, and I shot oh, it. that film? It was called Sins of a Call Girl. Um, and <laughs> Sins of a Sconca. <laughs> um, Sins of a Sucia. <laughs> um, so I really liked it. it was, I was going to play a lead. It was my first film that I was going to play out here. So that film brought me back. And while I was filming that, the first two weeks in January is when they had called me to go back to do my chemistry reads uh, for Eastlos. And then right after the film ended, like the last day I was on set, they had called me to tell me I was I had booked uh, Eastlos High. Man, you gotta be young to go through all that stuff, man. <laughs> you hit thirty, you know what? Fuck this. They ain't gonna work out. <laughs> were you auditioning relentlessly up until that time when you were here for two years? No, actually, you know, I wasn't. Just training. I, I was training. Like it took me a while to get like a real audition. Even a um, an agent. It took me a while that people think like, oh, you know, you're you're cute, you're pretty, you know, right. it's gonna be no problem. But um, you're co- like I was competing with people that had been in the industry since they were little, you know. So I knew I had a lot of catching up to do. I was like, I don't have time to play games. I was in class like eight hours a day for like a year and a half. I was trying to catch up with people who had been like child actors, you know. I had to really push myself. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it took me a while to get an agent. Even my agent, like, I had to go be real chin going about getting her. Like, I only had, like, 40 bucks in my account. I did one of those, uh, like, uh, you know, those workshops where you could go meet the casting director and the agent. And it was, like, 35 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to only live off five bucks for the next two weeks if I have Damn. to. <laughs> and I went in, did my audition for them. It was, I did a com- comedic monologue and a dramatic. And I basically just laid it down for her. I was like, look. I'm working my ass off. I need a badass agent, someone who's going to really help me, and I have no one to help me. Either you're going to help me or you're not. If you want to, call me later. And I walked out of the room. And then, like, four <laughs> hours later, they called me. They're like, oh, we want to rep you. You know, it's like, thank you, finally, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's like you, like, you just got to really push yourself. You believe in something, you work hard at it, and just be chingona, chingona about it. <laughs> and that uh, Stella Adler, uh, you got to... Uh, scholarship? I did. I did. Yeah. I went in. I had saved up some money when I was in Texas. I had done some research. I wanted to study at the best acting school uh, that a lot of my favorites had studied. Um, and so I went over there. And then when I got there, I ran out of money like my first month. I was like, damn, like I'm not, I mean, I mean Texas, you can live off $6,000 for like at least six months. Out here, they were gone in like two months. And then um, I didn't know what to do. And so I saw that they had scholarships and I just I was like, I'm going to try. You know, what do I have to lose? So I applied. I had done a lot of community work with my theater, too. And I think they really liked that. You know, they really liked that I was using my my skills and talent for like the better of the community. Um, so they called me and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a scholarship, you know, whatever you need to help you out. Um, here it goes. And so, like, that was another miracle. You know, I called my mom. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it was, I just felt like doors were opening for me. You know, like, they say that when you have a dream, the whole universe conspires to help you achieve it. And, you know, like, I just saw that as, like, a, like my little pathway, my little part of my journey. Awesome. Yeah. Who are your influences as far as acting goes? Um, you know, right now I'm uh I really look up to Eva Longoria, Sama Hayek, America Farah. Like I love the way that they've sort of taken 
into their own hands uh, this entertainment industry, you know, and becoming producers. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm being actress slash producer and developing my own content as well. Um, and so I, I just, I look up to them a lot and I see like, damn, they did it. They paved the way. I feel like because they did it, I can do it too. You know, I just got to figure it out <laughs> like they did. You know, I've never seen bro in the same room. Who, who? America Ferrara and Gina Rodriguez. I think they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they play like, like... When I think about... I work with America Ferrara all the time on on Superstore all the time. Three episodes, but still. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, shot, shot four. regular. You shot four and you have a fifth one coming up. Oh, well, nice. Shot five. You shot five and you have a sixth one coming up. Sixth yeah. one coming up. Maybe. Maybe. When, I, when I leave and then when I see Gina Rodriguez on TV, <laughs> I just work with her and I say, no, I didn't. Stop lying. <laughs> Gina from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. What's up, boo? Rodrigo Torres right here from East Lowe High, the new season. <laughs> so, this, this, this one's all about sports. He's Coach Rodriguez. <laughs> I, I was watching that show, man. I was hoping they would bring me in as a coach. <laughs> like, you know, you watch a show, the you're already writing it. Goes, yeah, then, uh, then I was writing. Then Felipe came in as a coach. <laughs> like, they the needed a coach. You should have I could have been in. Mr. Macias from Hollenbeck. I would have been perfect. Pages. I would have showed up with armpit stains all the time, <laughs> sweaty back, just Man, creeping up the girls. Man, you would have been a great character. What? Was little, little, little shorts and converse. It was funny with that show. <laughs> I thought they were going to add like a, a Jaime Escalante in there or something type. <laughs> inspired the suit, but it never happened. <laughs> I just, I just remember right now. What? Dude? What? I'm thinking about the sweats. I saw this movie with Jack Black on Netflix. It was about uh, watch a, part a, of it. a Polish singer. It's He's a polka po- king. He's a polka king, bro. But he does a Ponzi scheme with all the old Polish people in the area. It's hilarious. Dude, it's really good. There's, he, there's a scene where they, he promised all these old people that they're going to meet the Pope. And he's right there with, uh, with, what's his name, right? Schwartzman? Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. He's all sweat. He's like worried about, bro. He's sweating because he's worried. Bro, they're going to catch, well, what are you doing? They're going to catch us. Then when they finally meet the Pope, this fool wearing a three-piece suit. <laughs> Sweat from the bottom and sweat in the back, bro. Yeah, like wings oh. on his shoulder blades. Like, just sweat all over his suit. He was so nervous. So, when that I it thought was about fail. that, I thought about when I could have been the coach at East Los High, bro. <laughs> just, just a walkthrough. You're just talking shit. Good luck, good luck, because. You know, you're the guy selling weed. What's that movie called, fool? Which one? The Jack Bible. The Poker King. Yeah? Dude, it's stupid. <laughs> stupid funny. Look out for my Netflix movie coming out next week. <laughs> Made it up. Nobody can remember now. So before East Love High, were you, you were not on any other show? No, I came out here. And that's funny because but a lot now of... they say I've seen you on stuff before East Love High now, huh? N- no. Chingo Bling. Listen, that Chingo Bling. You're the rooster girl for Chingo Bling. Like, why well, I don't you know. <laughs> I auditioned for that. <laughs> I bet you saw my part. <laughs> no, um... I, when I came out here, you know, a lot of actors come out here because they got a movie going on, you know, something that brought them out here. I didn't have anything. I just felt like everything, something in my gut was telling me. Yeah, sense of a call girl. Sense of a call girl. <laughs> had me come back. Uh, no, it was before that. Like, I I, um, people, I just felt like it was time. You know, I was like, not, I have nothing else going for me in Houston. Uh, it's time to go. Where'd you go? You, you, should, you should do that movie, bro. Which one? It should be called Sins of the Guy Who Called the Call Girl. <laughs> the Sins of the Exterminator. <laughs> oh my God. What's up, fool? Oh, shit. Yeah. Cracking noise here. Dang. What's going on so, was it fun working on the show? Because it looked like all those people. Man, we had, drama. we had a blast. Did you, meet, did you meet any Harvey Weinsteins? 
No, thankfully. Any, any Harvey Weinsteinos? No, no. Mexican Harvey Weinsteins? <laughs> Casting couch? Harvey Wieners? Yes. Yeah, no, we didn't see any of that. <laughs> uh, thank God, man. They I made honestly, her hold a like, chicken. Who's like hanging out with actors? Because I like to hang out when I was in Alley City College. I want to stab all of them, bro. All those thespians? Yeah, walking around like it's fame. <laughs> I'm glad, bro, that everybody that I didn't like in an acting class when I was going to Alley City College. It's nowhere around no more. <laughs> and I'm still here. Yeah. You know what pissed me off about acting class? Acting school, always bring it up, man. I practice a routine with these three assholes <laughs> for, for our grade at Alley City College. And I have Philip with me. I just, I just, man, I don't give a fuck. I would take my son to school with me, to college. When I go to, middle, to junior college, my girlfriend was at work, and I, was, and I would take him to school with me. So that day, we were running late. And my stupid ass teach those assholes went up there and did the piece without me, so I didn't get Dang. no grade. Damn. So I, I, I told I told Philip, stay over here. You're gonna hear some screamings. <laughs> if anything happens, you your and I told him, if anything happens, run to the office over there. Your grandma works there. Anna's mom. Your grandma works there. <laughs> then I went over there. I told the guy, what? You, first of all, man, I have no tax tax. I have no uh, way to talk to somebody when I'm mad. No tact. No tact. I don't have a publicist back then. <laughs> feeding me lines. I said, listen, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right away, everyone got scared, bro. They started, they started moonwalking out of there slowly. It's going well, down. How can you fucking let them do that shit without me in it, man? Why? You knew I wasn't here. You should have let someone else go. Why? They got to go first, you piece of shit. <laughs> then that fool got all quiet. And then like, I just... Walked away. I remember seeing that four bonds, and I ran into him one time on my shopping cart. <laughs> you think it's gonna go? You think this is gonna go away? I'm never gonna forget you, you asshole. I'm never gonna fucking forget you, you piece of shit. And I kept bumping him till he got out of bonds. <laughs> I think he stopped age. teaching after that. <laughs> he needs to learn how to teach. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember in his class, I always talks about stories, bro. And I would like stand up, but we just moved to the class. <laughs> We don't want to know other people that made it. We know you didn't. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my God. I just felt cocky because, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, man. Yeah, that's, well, see, that's the thing. When you go to acting class, you have something already that's your livelihood. You know, you make a very good living as a It's comic. different when you have nothing. Yeah. So you don't have to rely on that class as much as these other people do. It's a side thing for you, something you want to go into, but it's not the end of the world if this class doesn't work out, you know? And that's the attitude you go in with. That's the attitude I have with a comedian. Listen, man, I'm a stand-up comedian, man. My roles are going to come the way Kevin Hart's roles come. They're going to be written for him. People write parts for you all the time. Superstore was written. Superstore was written for me. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I walked in there, I I said... you didn't have to audition. Did you have to write that, or somebody wrote it? Somebody wrote it, but how funny it was when I got there. He improvises When I got there, I was like... I thought they were going to give me a smock, you know, like America Ferreira with a name tag, you know. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm too ugly for that, eh? I'm a warehouse guy. Oh, my God. Like a warehouse you know, jumpsuit. All my life, I was in a warehouse. Never got into the department store. It was too ugly. You're back of the house. Staff. I'm in the back of the house. If that would have played like a, that would have been like a seafood place, I would have been the guy peeling the shrimp. The Opening the oysters. Yeah, I would have been the hostess. I would have been shucking. Remember, you would have been the, the, the funny guys in the kitchen. 
Smoking a joint with the cooks. My first job was at McDonald's, and I like I really wanted to work in the back, like learn how to make like hamburgers and stuff. I was all excited, like hell yeah, I'm gonna learn how to make this. She's from like no, you're gonna go in the front because you got a pretty smile, got good teeth. We noticed you don't have pimples, like the fry girl over there. She's thirty. Yeah. I sure bother that when I when I would work with paisas, man. You know, you know, like, you know, like, and, I was, and he's working too hard. Like at lunchtime, he's still working. Hey, 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 Rogelio, calmate, cabron. You want to get deported, fool? You gotta be on the cover. You gotta be lazy like me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard that you were getting into stand up. Yeah, right? actually, I just had my first stand up show uh, last a uh, couple weeks ago on the eleventh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where at? Uh, Flappers. Yeah, it was fun, you know, and it was kind of like what you guys were talking about, like, you know, going into acting class. But, like, to me, I was, I always had stories Fuck that I had written. Class. <laughs> no, I was like, a lot of the girls in there were like, it, it was like, that's what they want to do, you know, and I respect that, you know, but I was like, I was scared, you know, I was like, oh, man, they have to go, I have to go up and, like, tell stories and make people laugh. That's hard. Like, I respect you guys so much. And I always, I just, I'm so inspired by the fact that you guys can go tell jokes and inspire people at the same time. You know, you just move the crowd. So every time I, I'm like, I'm just like in this other world when I watch you guys. So I just, I wanted to try it out. And I was like, let me just go see if I got something. I don't know. Some- what was your first joke? My first joke? Uh, what was it about? Oh, it was about me growing up skinny. And how like, uh, I, I, whenever I was like skinny, I, I, the guys, they wouldn't talk to me because... I had no titties, you know, so I was like, I wanted to get some titties growing up, and I thought that I was going to ever make it out the hood, I had to give me some titties, so I started uh, <laughs> chugging in sure cans, and uh, the guys were like, like Vanessa, you gaining weight, and I was like, yeah, but when you're skinny, it goes on the wrong places, and they'd come up to me and be like, yeah, girl, you look like a two-pit that swallowed a marble, you pregnant, and I was like, oh, damn, man, and so people actually got that, I was like, dang, but, um... <laughs> I don't know. It went a lot better on flappers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. I, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Go easy. If, on you, me. Wanna, if, you, if you ever want to do that joke in a in a cleaner way, just say that. Um, I remember somebody told me if I cross my arms, my titties will get bigger. <laughs> but now I'm walking around like a worried woman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nobody likes me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it. We had I had a good time. People were actually my jokes actually landed at that time. So I was hell yeah, man. <laughs> Have you have you gotten the pickup line from comedians yet? Hey, we should hang out hang out together and write. <laughs> Actually, maybe a couple too. I thought they were serious though. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they're they not, really care. They're not. Nobody's serious. Nobody wants you to. Nobody wants you thought. Com- you thought acting was tough. Comedy <laughs> comedy is different, man. Right here, man. We look like we look at you like you want, we want you to make it. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing about stand up comedy is that they only congratulate you when you bomb. And then they tell you they're good. So you, know, you, you know, deep down inside you didn't. That's when they tell you they're good. Yeah. When you're really, really funny, nobody's going to walk up to you because you don't need to. They're, they're in, you intimidate them now. They're going to step, separate, separate him. That what happened to me, bro. I became a, a solo guy. <laughs> and then and then your friends and then your friends start asking, how'd you get that gig? Who books that? Oh, yeah. Instead of congratulating Instead you. of congratulating how'd it go? That's always been your comment. How'd it go? Yeah. yeah how'd, how'd it go? go? I got that. So I'm how many times? Were you funny? Were you funny? Were you really funny? And I was like, I don't know. How many Watch my video. I mean, people laughed. I don't know. <laughs> how many times did you perform? Uh, I only did it once. Yeah. She go back. But I, I've, I've been doing a lot of open mics for a while. 
And I'm going to keep doing it until I don't know, I get inspired to get back on. Just keep there. doing it. Keep doing it's it. It's scary. Oh, yeah. my God. Go to places where, like, just look up open mic and go to places right there where, like, nobody goes. You know, go there <laughs> That's with, where I was going. Go I was with, like, nobody go with knows one me person here. only. Only one person. Or better yet, don't go alone. Because then when you, it's better to drive home alone and thinking about it instead of keep asking over and over, how oh, did yeah, I do? How did I do? That. How did I do? Yeah. Just record yourself. Record yourself. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That really helped me out too. Carry a notebook. If you see something stupid, you write it down. Like what did I write down the other day that was yeah, funny? Yeah, look, I got a notebook right here. See, my little notebook. Yeah. I got some jokes. <laughs> I'm working on them though. I'm working on them. <laughs> yeah, Rodrigo, right? Or just do do impersonations. <laughs> Give me something, Rodrigo. Hey, how you guys doing, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I saw you. Something. I heard you doing Trump earlier. Oh yeah, he's doing. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Just keep doing what you do it from your heart. Okay, don't be a shithole. <laughs> it's like three steps removed from Gandolfini. A little, yeah, bit. A little bit. Oh, no, no, I'm tired right bit. now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's good. I'm just saying you could see how it could morph into oh, totally, the totally. other one. Oh, yeah. oh, fool! Guess who we thing. seen over Ooh. at the Red Lion Tavern, dog? You would have went crazy. You went to the Red Lion Tavern. I love it, the Red Lion. Had a little drink before we went out to dinner. Oh, how you doing? My name's Nick Cage. Pleasure to meet you. Is there Nicholas Cage? Yeah, with the little China girl, dude. Nicholas Cage? Yeah. What's so a China I, girl? Yeah. An Asian lady. <laughs> oh David Bowie, my China girl. Yeah, you never heard the song? <laughs> oh, yes, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank Nicholas, you. Nicholas, you went to a Red Lion Tavern in Silver Lake? Yeah, he was chilling right there. He, we walked in. See, that's, that's the incognito place, though, man. Yeah. You disappear in that place. Fool. So, I'm sure he ended the night there too, like be under the piano. I got. I used to yeah. go there, man, because nobody knew me there. Everybody spoke German, and I used to get <laughs> fucked up. Talk German. I started speaking German. Eins, zwei, Schufa. Yeah, man, it was. I, those ladies knew me every Monday night. The big old bosom ladies. Yeah, man. The older one, the old original one, still there, dog. She's been there since like. The, the early one that looks 60s. like a chola in the German outfit. No, the no. other one. The kind of she looks like an old dog. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but anyways, she does. Dude. The old blonde one, the old lady. She's like seventy. A, a pug. Yeah, kind of no, kind of like well, a hound. I think I know who she is because I will walk in there on Monday oh, night because I only came in on Monday night, and she'll look at me and go. Like her, her whole shoulder, her life will drop. <laughs> like we, the place could have closed in two hours. Now it looks like it's closing four. Oh, man. <laughs> He's the, never gonna leave. Not the beaner schnitzel. <laughs> Remember that one time we went over there and uh, the landlord, the setup, his uh, daughter was there. She she acted like she didn't know us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and what happened? No, we kept it. We we I, I went over there. Hey, you know your mom and dad rented Felipe. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on a date right now. Excuse me. And then that other fool said, did you want to go ask her dog? She got all mad, dog, in the left. She, she should write a book, bro, about me. <laughs> the guy that banged my room. <laughs> no, I used, to, I, used to, I used to live in now. Uh, an Australian comedian, you know, man, I found a place for three ninety five a oh month. Oh, my God. In LA? Where? Frogtown. Yeah, Frogtown, man. I used to live on the same street as Emilio Rivera where he grew up. And it was a back house. That Shut place up, had a tiny living room. A stand-up bathroom, a toilet, and a window, and a kitchen with a refrigerator and a little oven. Three ninety-five. But my wall was connected to their house, and their daughter was sixteen at the time. But now she might be twenty-five now. 30. But man, 
I used to be loud, man. <laughs> and you hear this all the time. <laughs> if I get excited, I'll be like. <laughs> and then when I fell off the wagon, it was like I got totally drunk. It was my first time drunk in like 10 years. We were making a lot of noise. Remember that she, she came knocking and we all hid. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny, how remember they would knock and then we would knock and then one more. <laughs> and then she came over all, and then all, shut up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> she speaking her Salvadorian accent. Tanto ruido toda la noche, por favor. Mucho ruido, no puedo dormir. Salote, tanto ruido toda la noche, salote. Little big ass hands, dog. His daughter had big ass foot, bro. The Bigfoot family, dog. She was wearing a sandal. Like, you really? <laughs> she, she, she had the kind of feet that they look cool hanging out a window, eh? <laughs> well, maybe out of a trailer, tractor trailer. No, like, like the hillbilly feet, bro, hanging out a window. <laughs> like, flying. A, like, her foot was so big, you, she could fly a kite with her toe. <laughs> like Uma Thurman feet. Yeah. Probably We're talking bigger. about Uma Thurman, sexy, had long toes. The That's long what I'm saying. Long toes. Hey, the only thing I miss about that place was the little dog, Fool Max, from the next door neighbors. It's my dog. What's up, Fool? We got Vanessa Vasquez right here. What's up? What you got coming up next besides a luxurious stand-up career? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just did an episode of The Brave. Um, and like I said, I'm working on developing my own TV show right now. I'm uh, actually, thankfully, I'm working with Lionsgate. Um, and uh, it's about... Actually, I can't really say yet, but um, as soon as something comes up, you one know, man, I got to come back. I got to come back and talk about well, you it. You will come Hell back. Hell yeah. yeah. Also, man, if you ever, ever, ever want to go up again, ever. Okay. Or you go to a comedy show once a month, a nice audience, and you could just try it out on his show. Yeah, uh, if you want to know some material, you don't really got to. If you want to like, avoid like, performing in audiences where a bunch of open micers, Rodrigo, we call up Rodrigo, and um, we have other friends too, Martin Rizzo, Johnny, and those guys are really cool. And you could go do their shows, and then you just pop in, pop out, in and out. All right, cool. Just Appreciate let them know, that. man. And yeah. all, those guys are really good writers. They'll tag up your jokes. Oh, like awesome. Like this. <laughs> well, uh, so you have a Twitter, Instagram, where people can yeah, stalk you? Everything, <laughs> everything, Vanessa V. Hi, Levy. <laughs> but it's va- it's Vanessa with two ends. Vanessa with two ends. Yeah. Two S's. Then, um, we, they, not, not to say that we met that day, but I think I saw you that day with one of the characters from East Los High. Were you at the Oil Awards? Yeah, yeah. And I was there. Yeah. With Paul Rodriguez and um, Cheech and Chong, Cheech Marine. Yeah. Um, it, was the, it was at the LA Times Theater a while back. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I remember. Um, you were hanging out with a Disney girl, I think. Disney girl. Remember the oil awards? I think we saw her actually at the blood drive. The blood drive that too. day okay. with uh, Nick Gonzalez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I hit the blood drive at the children's hospital, that's mm-hmm. where we saw her. With okay. The, cho- the guy with the socks, yeah. two socks, two socks guy from. But, but I thought that we saw her at the oil awards too. Probably there. I mean, we I saw was, Gina there. But... I was yeah. there the last couple of times that they did it at the LA Times. This was the first one I think. Yeah. Yeah. Gina Rodrigo was hosting one. Gina that was, was hosting. On there. Gina was hosting, she had a blue dress, she killed, Cheech was there and oh, left yeah, right yeah. after his little thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the very first one. I don't uh-huh. remember, actually. You were on the second one. Oh, It was fun, huh? Those things are fun, huh? It was fun, you know. Uh, was it like Ana Barbara? You know Ana Barbara? She's like a Mexican singer. Yeah. The very first year I went, it was my first year in L.A., 
I was so excited to get on the red carpet. It was my first red carpet. And I had dressed all nice and everything. Got a dress. And then um, they, they were clean. I got there late. I didn't know there was a certain time you had to be there. And then the uh, uh, one of the photographers stuck around. He was like, oh, we already cleaned up. You know, all the photographers left. But you know what? I'll take some pictures of you. I was like, oh, he's so nice. And so I was going to walk around. Next thing you know, I just... I walk on the red carpet and there's no photographer. Sir. He's not even there. And I, I'm like looking around and it's Ana Barba. She just pulls up in this limo and like this big old fur coat. And everyone was taking pictures of her. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I guess, you know, Ana Barba. So I was like, grab my phone. I was like, can someone take a picture of me? And he comes back. He's like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'll take a picture of you. So I never, that's like my first OI experience that I'll, I'll never forget. Ana Barba took my, took my shot. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Take my photography. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Vanessa Vasquez has Instagram and Twitter. You have a Twitter? Yeah, everything's Vanessita V. Vanessita yeah. V. Vanessita V. What you got going up? Uh, right now, nothing. Just fucking uh, be doing spots during the week. And what else? That's it. This Friday, we're at the Spotlight 29. Larry Bubbles Brown, Rodrigo Torres, myself. Right. It is sold out. Next week, where are we at? Uh, in Tucson, Sawarita, Desert Diamond Casino. Get your tickets. Almost sold out. You better hurry. Nice. And this Friday, actually, if you're listening to it right now, you better get up and get in your car and make it to Primera Taza on 1st Street. But we're going to be selling tickets and in cash person. money. In-person yes. cash, in credit person. card. So you probably wonder. No fees. We're going to get tickets that, yes, Primera Taza <laughs> in Boyle Heights. We're going to be giving out chilaquiles. Yeah, there's some chilaquiles, vegan. Vegan. Vegan pan dulce. That's made nice. by Raul from Tagaria La Venganza. If you're making for El Pato sauce, I'm going to be mad. I don't know how he's making it. Oh, I right. doubt he's using El Pato sauce. This is, I know it's your preferred way, but I are you doubt. Ve- are you vegan? Yeah, people oh, don't believe nice. me. And there, he's making vegan pan dulce, and uh, we're make, I think he's making enough for 200 people. So it should be good. Um, and then coffee, free coffee for about 200 people, I think. What's up, fool? Shout out to Supersonics Publicist. Publicist, right? Supersonics Media. Supersonics Media. That's the pub. You your publicist? Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, they be calling me too much though. <laughs> Blowing Question. you up. Question. Probably because I never had a publicist, bro. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm old school, bro. Just tell me where to go. Where to stand. He's almost like you're a little bit more with it than Joey Diaz. You're more That's down for this suckers. stuff than Joey Diaz. I know, man. Joey would not put I, up I don't with that. that. When I found out that they were they helped Gabriel Iglesias, I was like, really? That guy hates press. <laughs> he hates it. He he he, 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 he didn't want to get up. At, yeah. I remember one time he, he saw Chris Rock say, "The reason I want to be famous because I don't want to do press in the morning." But then I thought about it. Can no, man, more. he can never avoid that. If you do, to be if, famous, if, if, you have to do the yeah. press. If you have morning. a movie coming out, you're gonna do press from fucking five in the morning <laughs> till ten. It's more. Then you're gonna get then from ten or twelve. You're gonna get the middle of America, and then you're gonna go back and do West Coast. So you're gonna do eight hours of press for a week. Am I lying? You did a ton of press for like four weeks before your special came out, and it I'm was like better almost it, every Matt. day. Well, you were, you did Even when really I speak good. Spanish now, I, 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 think I, I, now, I know what I'm, now I know what I'm saying. Your Spanish sounds yeah. better. It's clearer. You do both Spanish too? Yeah. yeah. I had to practice too. I had to like figure out how to say certain words. I was like, okay, how do you I, say I, like, I'd be like, yeah, habla espacito, cabrón. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? Don't forget, people, East Lows High, and go tell Vanessa... Vasquez, you heard her on the What's Up Fool podcast, and you tell them I'm a big fan of your new comedy. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Give fool? me at least a year. <laughs> <laughs>
Get ready to rise and shine. Get ready to dive in, reach out, to grow. Get ready to launch and to lead. Get ready for your hire. Visit rmu.edu today to see the stats, stories, and rankings. Robert Morris University. Get ready.